Corbett Burns was just been fantastic. And this is two straight outings right now, actually four in a row for Burns. You look at his last four starts. He's been great. And the Brewers need that. And they went five and one on this road trip. We'll talk about that. We'll talk to Matt Carroll from reviewing the brew. We'll get his take on a few things as well. And look ahead to the Brave series. All that's next here on Locked on Brewers. You are locked on Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that going in there and taking two or three, winning the back two games in Philadelphia after they dropped the opener on Tuesday, came right back and spectacular. Got it done behind the great Corbin Burns and Christian Yelich. Brewers scored four runs, Burns on the hill. He was able to shoulder the load, uh, goes eight strong innings, gets the win. Can talk a little bit about him, what we saw from Uribe. Yelich continues to be on his roll. And a big series coming up with the Atlanta Braves. The Brewers come home, face the Braves on Friday night. We'll talk about that as well. And we're going to talk with Reviewing the Brews own Matt Carroll. Does a great job on there. We're going to talk to Matt and get his take on a a couple of different things, thoughts on it, trades and all that for the Brewers, trade bait. We'll see all that coming. My name is Chuck Freeman, first your host on Lock Tom Brewers, longtime sports talk show and sportscaster here in the state of Wisconsin. Great to have you along. Follow me on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F R E I M U N D. Also, hit us on the platforms. You're going to get Locked On Brewers on Google, Spotify, Apple. Amazon, those are some of the majors. I list them all on my Twitter account. Did I say it was Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D? And, of course, Lockdown Brewers is on YouTube, our growing YouTube audience. Just search Lockdown Brewers, hit that subscribe button, hit that little bell, and your boy Freems will be popping up on your screen five days a week. We'll be dropping some uh, things this weekend as well because uh, the Brewers have a series with the Braves coming up. The Braves, who almost nearly had a five-game skid after today, which is Thursday. Uh, but now they bounce back and they won. We'll talk about that a little bit later on here. But thank you, everybody, for joining me. Um, Corbin Burns. Let's talk about this road trip, though. Five and one. They sweep Cincinnati. They take two of three in Philadelphia. Climb the 54 and 43, a season high. In the last seven series... The Brewers are 6-0-1, 6-0-1 in the last seven series. Amazing. Amazing for a team that can't hit, isn't it? I've just never seen anything like it. Uh, just continue to be on a roll, and all I'm saying is let's keep this thing going, but it's going to be tough this, this weekend. But Burns, 14 innings, his last 14 innings, 23 Ks, no earned runs. On Thursday, he goes eight innings, two hits. The cutter was working, 10 Ks. And the ERA, 1.33 over the last four outings. And I know some of you were down on Burns, and I get it, you know, uh, because he didn't win his arbitration case. Some of you thought he was holding that against the Brewers and he was going to go out there with a bad attitude. And I told you all along, no. Burnsy is going to go out there with a great attitude. 
and a bulldog attitude because he's going to go out there and he's not only a team guy, but he's pitching. He's pitching for his team and he's pitching for his next contract. Burns does not have a bad attitude. He was not. I mean, when I see some of these people out there put a, well, you know, he's struggling because he got ripped off of 750000 in an arbitration case. And if you think about it business-wise, the Brewers were in the right there because Corbett's not going to be here long-term. He's Mr. Right now, which I'm just worried about this season. Okay, let's get this one out of the way because he's not going to get traded. I know some of you think that's they're wasting um, potential assets in return by not trading him. I'm okay. I'm plenty good with that. So uh, Corbin is going to be in this rotation for the foreseeable future. And then he's going to sign another contract with another team for a lot of money. But let's enjoy him while we can. Just like, hey, remember CeCe Sabathia back in 2008? We enjoyed him while we can. Uh, we all thought foolishly that CeCe was going to take the hometown discount, which nobody ever does. All right. The hometown discount. Uh, but CeCe, who you know, has no loyalty to the Brewers at all. You know, the Brewers did offer him four years, $100 million. And then the Yankees came around and offered him everything. So, and it worked out for him and the Brewers. You know, it worked out. You know, three years later, they were in the NLCS. Uh, but so, yeah, Burns, let's enjoy him like we did CC in 28, 2008. Let, let him go out there. Let's get behind him. Let him pitch seven, eight strong and get us into the postseason. Our best chance, the Brewers' best chance of Going deep in the postseason, first of all, you got to win the division, but going deep in the postseason is they're starting pitching in their bullpen. Offensively, they're not going to get it. But I did think today when Christian Yelich hit the three-run home run, I thought, okay, that's going to be good enough for Burns. Just the way he's been on a roll as of late, I thought 3 nothing is going to hold up. Now, you don't want to put that much pressure, obviously, in a pitcher, but it was. I mean, Yelich had three hits. Yelich talked after the game today about the the feeling of, uh, uh, you know, living up to expectations, you know, because you're an MVP, expectations, big contract, expectations. But, yes, this is all about greatness. And when you do have success as a major league baseball player or any professional athlete, you get rewarded with contracts. And you have success, you are going to have to live up to that sex, success with that contract that you're given, because you're going to be paid a lot of money. You're getting a lot of money in return. The brewers and the fans want success. So yeah, there's expectations. You don't just sign a $25 million contract and settle for 260 and 15 home runs. That's not how this works. This is professional sports. Okay. But he kind of talked about this in the locker room. He's like, well, you know, yeah, there's a lot of expectations on me and this, and you, you built those, make those expectations. And each season is individual and all that. But when he has a bad season or any athlete has a bad season, they're not giving any way that money back. Oh, you know, I I bet at 240 this year, but that 15 million, here, you keep 12 million of it. And um, yeah, I won't, uh, I'll just take 3 million. There's no. So there's expectations and rightfully so for each and every one of these guys. All right, enough of that. Yelich did have three hits and a three on home run. Uh, and he continues to be great. Now, 
Keep it going. That's all I'll say. Just keep it going. I'm not going to say, well, he's on MVP status. I just don't want to go that way. You know, he did pull the ball into the seats in right field. I love that. Yankee one to right for the home run. I love that. But, you know, this, this team is fun to watch once again. They are. Because for a while, because sometimes, let's face it, in May and June, uh, it was a sleeping pull to watch these guys play. I mean, you lay on the couch, you're like, man, ugh, brutal to watch offensively. And, yeah, at times, offensively, they are brutal to watch. But I've really enjoyed the pitching. I'm really getting into the pitching. Well, you know, Girls like the long balls as a what was that expression back in the 80s? The chicks dig the long the long ball. Good old frames likes that bullpen work and that starting pitching. Yeah, we're not winning on outscoring teams 10 to 8, but we're getting it done. And this is the way it's gonna be. I've said for a long time now, by winning four nothing, three, two, three, one. You hate to do that all the time. Um, but with your great bullpen. And it is great. And guys like Burns coming through, you have a shot. If you just scratch out a little offense. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And this show is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors. I am a big eBay fan. I love eBay. I go eBay every day. In fact, on my phone, it's like one of the first icons that you're going to see on the apps. Uh, but for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. We all know that. And when it comes to your vehicle, every part needs to fit just right. And so the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. eBay Motors, with eBay Motors guaranteed fit, you can make sure that every part you have fits just right the first time around. So when you add your ride to my garage and look for the green check, you'll know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop eBay Motors, 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. And get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices indeed on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brewers will take on the Braves in a first of three coming up. A first of three coming up on Friday night. And that'll be a 710 broadcast. Sirius XM, the SXM app. Search Brewers, and you're going to get all 162 other Brewers. And a first of three coming up this weekend against those Atlanta Braves. We're going to get to the Braves, uh, get to their starting their starting pitchers. Very interesting with um, what they're going with this weekend. As with the Milwaukee Brewers, I wish the, the matchups favored the Brewers a little bit more in this. And I said how strong the pitching was, but... I, there's a couple of things that scare me. We're going to get to that coming up uh, in a little bit. We're going to talk to Matt Carroll. Uh, Matt's going to join us next. He's going to join us from reviewing the brew. We're going to talk uh, trades with him. We're going to see what he thinks about Burns' performance on Thursday and a few other things, Brewers, as well. That's next here on Lockdown Brewers. Well, welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. I'm your host, Chuck Freeman. Special guest today, Matt Carroll, joining us from reviewing the brew and uh, man, we're all in a good mood because the Brewers took two or three from the Phillies, and they have not lost a st- they have not lost a series. I think when, since Snow has been on the ground, right, Matt? Matt, yeah, Matt yeah, right. us right now. Hey, reviewing the Brew, great site, Matt. How do people uh, get a hold of you? Uh, Twitter and 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 talk about your website real quick. 
Um, you can find Reviewing the Brew at uh, reviewingthebrew.com and at reviewingthebrew minus the second I in reviewing for some reason <laughs> on Twitter. Um, you can find me at mkmat13 um, and co-editor Dave Gasper and I also have podcasts, podcast, uh, the Cold Brew Podcast, which you can find anywhere you get your podcasts. Gasper's the tallest brewer writer in the state. At it, seven it foot be. five. Yep. <laughs> yeah, had that he was he was that uh Jacob Mizorowski looking guy on the mound too. He was a college pitcher lefty. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He, uh, from New Berlin, I believe he's from. Yep. Uh all right, let's talk about Burnsy. I mean, he was great over the weekend and came out on Thursday, eight strong. You know, no need for the bullpen except for Uribe in the ninth inning, who was throwing, you know, gas. Uh talk about what you what you see out of Burns because yeah, in the open today, I said, yeah, we could all forget about trading Burns. All the Burns haters can take a nap for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's what we've been waiting for all year for Burns. He'd been looking a lot better recently, but today was that was the dominant Burns that we've seen for the last few years. Uh, two hits only he gives up, um, was throwing his cutter well, uh, elevating the cutter, uh, which played really well for him, mixing his pitches well. And the Phillies just had nothing, nothing against him. Eight strong, and with so many close games that the Brewers had played recently, it was really nice to rest that back end of the bullpen, that Pagaro, Piomps, Williams combo. Uh, that'll be good going into the next series. Yeah, especially with uh, you know the, the last two games of that series. I, I see Hauser's pitching and a little shaky on, on Tehran. Uh, as of late, we'll get, the, yeah. we'll get to the Braves here in a little bit. But, you know, Burns, I, I, again, you know, he's not being traded. Arnold told me he's not being traded. I really didn't think there was any pressure on him anyway as far as, uh, you know, that arbitration thing. He might have put a little pressure on himself because, you know, that big contract looms for wherever he goes. It's You know, it's probably not going to be here. But, uh, you know, he's going out there and just flat out dominating right now. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know what it was if he just kind of needed to settle in a little bit. If I, I know early on and a little bit last year, that cutter, that special weapon for him, um, mm -hmm. you know, didn't quite have the feel for it at times or maybe wasn't locating it right at times. And I think maybe that didn't help. But something has happened uh, a little bit going into the All-Star break and then ever since where he has just turned around. And for a little bit there, it was, you know, most of the outing would be good. And then you'd have, you know, maybe one inning where he'd give up a couple, but they were still churning out wins. This was, this was the one. And yeah, may, maybe that talk with Arnold took a little pressure off. I don't know. Um, but whatever it was, uh, we'll take this for the rest of the year, especially now as the Brewers are starting to stretch that NL Central lead a little bit. Matt Carroll joining us from Reviewing the, uh, reviewing the Brew. Uh, Chuck Freeman here. Uh, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Uh, Matt, who is your favorite member of the bullpen? Not name Devin Williams. There's some guys <laughs> out there who are throwing gas these days. What's yours? Oh, there are. I was so excited, though, when Abner Uribe got that call up. Uh, he has just been something to watch down mm -hmm. in the minor leagues, throwing 100 plus. Um, he comes in and immediately sets the Brewers' new record for the fastest pitch in the StatCast era. Like, that's what you get out of this guy. Some of the swings that the Phillies took today in that mm -hmm. ninth inning when Uribe finished out the game were just just helpless, they mm -hmm. looked. And uh, they've had some really good performances at the back end of that bullpen, like we mentioned with Pagaro and Piomps and Devin Williams we know is a stud. 
But Abner Uribe is one that just, I'm, I'm glad he made it up this quickly because now you add him into the mix and, oh, it just gets even more brutal for opposing batters. How about that? The Brewers have Uribe and they don't know what what spot exactly to use him because right. they got so many guys. But I mean, let's face it, man, he, he'd be a setup guy on a lot of teams out there throwing 102. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think that's what early on this season when, you know, we were wondering who was that setup guy going to be? Was it Peter Strzelecki who did perform well at first? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone was counting on Piomps to be that eighth inning guy. He'd mostly been a journeyman before this year. Um, but, you know, Williams was that eighth inning bridge to Hader. And when Hader left, you know, who is it going to be bridging to Williams, especially, you know, now that Boxberger was gone in the offseason? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought that guy was going to be Uribe, but before he got here, that kind of solidified that that seventh, eighth, and ninth inning role. So now you've got Uribe; he can be thrown into the mix. But yeah, he doesn't have to be a defined role type guy, and that's great. He can kind of you know just learn the majors, get used to things, get his feet wet, and then you know kind of just really start building himself up. And you know if the Brewers really need someone extra, if if Piomps is gassed, Pagaro, someone like that. Now you've got a guy who can step in seamlessly. Piomps is my guy. I, yeah. I, just, I, I love watching him, man. I he's, was a little in the beginning of the season, you know, he was putting some leverage spots. I thought, oh boy, uh, but he's earned my trust. Uh, it's been about a month now where I thought, oh man, this, yeah, I fully trust him in the eighth inning. Yeah. Uh, super, super impressive what he's done because a lot of his work, you know, had come in those like kind of sixth inning ish mm-hmm. um, for a lot of his career, a little bit before, a little bit after, but. He hadn't really been a super huge high leverage guy. Okay, stats over the course of his career, but in not the most serious of situations. So very, very impressed with with what he's been able to come in and do. And the Brewers needed that with, you know, a bottom third of the league type offense. They've needed strong pitching and defense to keep them winning games, especially when things really started bottoming out. And if Piams hadn't stepped up and become that guy, especially now that Strezlecki's down in the minors, you know, I don't know where the Brewers would be. I doubt they'd be in first at this point. No, no. I mean, thankfully, as we said all year long, that they've, uh, you know, they're in a bad division. But now they're actually playing well. I mean, in the last month or so, because for a time there, I mean, I, I didn't know if they'd get the double digits over the 500, Mark Matt. Yeah. It, I mean, it. they kept doing this, like, this little hovering. They had that really strong first month of the season, mm-hmm. uh, slumped a little bit, and then, yeah, they were – you know, either at or a few games over or even a game or two under at one point. And it just seemed like it was taking forever for them to kind of snap out of things, especially as Burns was struggling a little bit. Peralta was struggling a little bit. You didn't have those guys in, you know, that dude or two or three at the beginning of the Brewers rotation, like you were expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, they were kind of just treading water for a little bit, but you know what? 162 game season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, even the best teams kind of go through that. Sometimes the Brewers weathered the storm, and now they're looking really good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, reviewing the Brewers, uh, Matt Carroll joining us here on Locked on Brewers. Chuck Freeman here, Locked on Brewers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We are your team every day. A couple more minutes with Matt. Uh, it, trading deadline, obviously, there's going to be a lot of chatter here. I like C.J. Crone. Uh, you know, obviously, first, third, right field, weak spots. What are you seeing weaknesses, and and maybe anybody out there you you have your eye on on the trade market. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it right there. First base, third base, right field, DH as well. Oh, I, know, yeah. I know they're trying to give Jesse Winker every opportunity to turn things around, but mm-hmm. outside of him kind of getting on a roll for like three or four games, that's about it before he ends up slumping a little bit again. So 
offense, offense, offense really needs to be it. Um, speaking of kind of the bullpen earlier, that was looking like, you know, that middle relief area was going to potentially be a need, but now you've got Abner Uribe up. You've got Justin Wilson coming back. Um, you've got some guys who are stepping up here a little bit to where maybe you can focus fully on the offense, which again, that's the Brewers biggest need is bringing some guys in who can do some things. Uh, put out a piece on the site today about some potential right field trade targets, um, because that has particularly been an offensive black hole for the Brewers and Sal Freelich just hasn't quite, we were hoping maybe he'd be the guy to come up and save things a little bit, but he's still taking a bit to get on track down in AAA, especially with the injury in the middle of the year. Um, a guy I really like actually is Randall Grichuk out of Col- uh, Colorado. The Rockies, yeah. the Rockies there. He's a rental, so he wouldn't be super, super expensive, having one of the best seasons of his career. Um, any place for the Rockies. So, you know, they're going to be sellers at this point. Um, they traded Nolan Arenado away for pennies. Maybe the Brewers can get him for a decent price too. Um, he's a guy I'd love, but I know he's going to have some interest by a lot of teams. I'm still mad at that Arenado trade. Oh. Man. <laughs> Why could we get on that? But you know, the big contract, I, I get that. But uh, what do you think it would take to get uh, Randall right? I mean, he's a guy who uh, you, you mentioned he's having a big year. I just don't want to give any big chips away. Right. Same. And that's the thing. The fact that he is just a rental, you know, the Brewers mm-hmm. shouldn't have to give up too terribly much for it. Um, uh, maybe, a, you know, 15, number 15 and number 20 prospect, hopefully is all you'd have to uh, part ways with. They might want something a little higher or they might want to. What's really going to matter is whether or not it comes down to a bidding war. If there are other teams that are trying to pry him away because mm-hmm. you can a lot of times get those guys from teams like the Rockies do other teams kind of start driving up the price. Um, but Matt Arnold, it, you know, since he took over, he has swung some good trades where, you know, they haven't hurt the team a whole heck of a lot. So I'm really interested to see what he could maybe talk the Rockies into if they were to go after a player of that sort. So maybe it wouldn't end up hurting the Brewers too bad. All right, the Atlanta Braves, first of three. We're going to see these guys six times here before the July month is, is done. Uh, the Brewers will line up with Peralta on Friday, Hauser on Saturday, and then Tehran, who's had a few struggles after the six good ones that he ripped off when he first got here. But, uh, you know, this Braves team came from behind again on Thursday and won another game. Yeah, that's going to be one where, you know, if we ever need the Brewers' offense to step in and – show what they can be capable of, it is Mm -hmm. going to have to be this series. This is going to be a slugfest. The Atlanta Braves, absolutely one of the most talented, if not the most talented team in all of baseball. They've got Ronald Acuna playing at an MVP level right now. They've got strong starting pitching. Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, Austin Riley. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of, you know, young guys that they've had come up and give, you know, give contracts to contract extensions too early because they're that good. Um, they're going to have to hit their way through it, especially like you mentioned with kind of the back end of the rotation coming up for them. Uh, Hauser's had a couple good starts recently and Peralta, we know how good he can be. So, you know, hopefully they can step in and do their thing and Tehran can look like he did at the beginning of when the Brewers acquired him. And, you know, they're on, the Brewers are on a roll right now too. So mm-hmm. you never know. What do you make of Julio and the way he struggled here in the last three starts or so? Um, I mean, with the way things had gone for him in recent years, he was bound to regress a little bit. He was on man, some kind of pace through those first five or six starts that mm-hmm. um, was very unexpected. And I, I think he's just, you know, looked a little bit more human from from what I've seen in some of his starts. It doesn't feel like he's doing 
you know, anything overly wrong. It's not like he's throwing a ton of meatballs or, you know, losing control, things like that. I think he's just getting hit well. So, uh, you know, maybe he ends up figuring things out a little bit. Maybe the Brewers talk to him a little and maybe he gets, you know, a little bit of a little bit amped up getting to play against his former team. You never know. You get that effect sometimes, too. So Matt Carroll joining us from reviewing the brew. Appreciate it, man, for your debut. First time we've ever talked, but uh, always like the stuff that you and Gasper are putting out there. Continue to good work and uh, let's continue to build on this lead in the NL Central. Have a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you down the line. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Matt Carroll joining us. We're going to come right back. The Brewers and Braves in a first of a three-game series coming up on Friday night. 7-10 with that first pitch. You get it on SiriusXM, the SXM app. Search Brewers. You get all 162 of the Brewers. We'll look ahead of the pitching matchups and talk more about this Brave series next here on Lockdown Brewers. All right. As we head down the home stretch of this show, thank you very much, uh, Matt Carroll, for joining us on the show and getting some great insight out of him. And we'll touch base with him again in August. We'll we'll, we'll track him down once again. Uh, 28 of 33, the Atlanta Braves had won as of last Friday. They beat the White Sox in a first of a three-game series, and then the Braves lost four in a row, and then they came back today and beat Arizona down and... Austin Riley hit a three-run home run in the eighth inning and propelled them to the win because they were headed for a fifth straight loss. And Atlanta, they're 62-33, and but catching these guys, bouncing back after a four-game skid winning on Thursday at home. And the pitching matchups, they're going to – Brewers are going to miss Strider, Spencer Strider, their their ace. Struck out 13 – on Thursday, so he won't pitch in the series. Uh, the Brewers will f- send out, uh, well, they're, they're going to face Soroka uh, on Friday, and he's the guy who's coming off a couple of Achilles tears twice. He hurt his Achilles once, he ripped it, and then he ripped it again while he was rehabbing it. So he's come back from a deadly injury twice. When I say deadly injury, I mean a devastating injury. I mean, uh, but he's come back. Gosh, a few years ago, he was on his way to greatness, but he'll make the start. He made a um, a relief appearance the other day. He's one and one. Freddie Peralta, who himself is coming off a great performance. Freddie gets the ball on Friday. Now, Saturday, it's Adrian Hauser, and Sunday, it's Julio Tehran. And I got to admit, man, I'm I'm a little worried about Tehran now. I, I feel – I don't feel good about him, as good with him as I did about a month ago. Hopefully he proves me wrong against his former team. He'll be amped up, I'm sure, on Sunday, Julio. But they're going against that Braves lineup. Acuna is, um, you know, we were talking with Matt there, having an MVP type season. Riley's on a home run terror as of late, and offensively, I mean, up and down that lineup, that's a that's a great lineup. So, first things first, Peralta, Hauser, and then Julio Tehran on Sunday. Uh, the Braves did not name their pitcher for Saturday. It was TBA as of Sunday. Uh, Eider is pitching on Sunday against Soroka is Friday night. So that's going to do it. Let's have a big weekend. Come back, take two or three from the Atlanta Braves. Then they got the Reds in town beginning on Monday. You're seeing an awful lot of the Cincinnati Reds. We're not done with them yet. But first, the Braves. And we'll be talking to you throughout the weekend. I'll drop a couple of shorts 
um, instant reactions after all three games. We'll do that uh, this weekend. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll see you down there. I'll be at the ballpark. I'll be out there all three days. And so I'll run into you and I run on the fans and I always love doing that. So we will talk to you um, coming up here this weekend. I'm Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. So long, everybody.